0: give God a praise in this place, the source of our strength, the very strength of our lives. Oh, we bless your name, God. We honor you today, Lord. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. You're the source. We have no power without you. You're the source. You're the strength of our lives. Ooh, we love you. We worship you. God, Thank you, you God. Are the source of my strength. Yes, He is. Father, we bless your name. We ask that you would have your way. Complete control belongs to you. We're surrendered vessels in your service. Use us even above our own gifting that as we release into you, you will release upon us so that the people will receive that which you have intended this day in Jesus' name. And every believer shouted glory. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, amen and amen. You may be seated in the sanctuary. Read in your hearing already has been the text from Luke chapter 4. The text from Luke chapter 4 which was read to you began at verse 16 down to verse 22. And I'm going to use those words there as the backdrop for what God has given unto me today. Verse 18 pulls it all together by simply saying, the Lord, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives, recovery of sight to the blind. I want to talk again from this theme, break every chain, and this is part three, break every chain. You know, um, I was somewhat, oh, I have struggled my entire life with Juneteenth. Yeah, I'm being honest, I have. Because on one hand, I have always wanted to, to rejoice and celebrate, and on the other hand, it makes me so mad to think that after the Emancipation Proclamation, they kept the truth from those people. And I just, I just, you know, you just want to get it, for over two and a half years, you wouldn't let folk know who were free That they were free. And that just, ooh, it just, I'll try to find the right words because I don't use profanity. So I use words like tick me off, you know, that kind of, it just, ooh. (laughs) I celebrate Juneteenth because I celebrate the liberty of June June 19th. So Juneteenth, that's a special day of Freedom Day. But I can't help but feel a little bit of some type of way about that area of the nation that would keep people in bondage who have been declared free. You, you know, this year, this year, this year, we just had one of the great days in Congress. So Juneteenth, 2021, federal offices were closed that Friday for the first new federal holiday since 1983, <laughs> Freedom Day. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about. I am really. I'm not kidding when I say I'm excited about it. But just think, as we celebrate, we celebrate that holiday, which was two and a half years in the making. We celebrate what took place, and at the same time, we have to look around and say, America. We asked for police reform. When I saw this, it was a Candace that wrote it. I can't think of it. One of my, we asked for police reform. We asked for voting rights. We asked that you simply give us a livable wage and instead you gave yourself a day off. that harm us go again unaddressed so again I'm back to where I was before I'm rejoicing God knows I believe we deserve that day I believe it from the bottom of my heart I believe that when Major General Gordon Granger landed there in Galveston and two and a half years after President Lincoln announced the Emancipation Proclamation, when he got there and told those folk they were free, it had to be a hallelujah day to realize that not only were they free, but there were people there to Force their freedom so that others who would subjugate them could no longer subjugate them into slavery. Oh, I rejoice in it. And I pull it into the text today. Because like Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, Luke 4 is a radical cry against injustice. And in some ways, I like that music behind me. And in some ways, because I'm just talking. (laughs) And in some ways, you have to realize that we are in a situation just like those Texans. Because guess what, y'all? There are a whole lot of folk who've been freed that haven't been told. There are a whole lot of folk who Jesus has freed and haven't got the word yet. You see, there's a battle cry for human dignity and freedom. That, that's, what, that's what this is. When you read the text there in Luke 4, it's a battle cry for human dignity and freedom. It's, it's a battle cry. Want something better, better for your lives? Better for your situations. Better for your families. Better for your households. I, I, in truth, it's, it's a manifesto of, of liberation. It, it's a manifesto of liberation. Jumping out at us in the text. You need to recognize that here in this text, when you read Luke 4, Especially now, 2,000 years later, when you're reading it, you are reading the messianic fulfillment of the prophecy that would come through Jesus. That's what it was all about. That the prophecy of Isaiah would be fulfilled in Jesus lest you think that I bring this up without cause Jesus proclaims himself the Messiah the expected deliverer of the Jewish people he, he lets folk know this is what I'm all about this is who I am this is who I be Jesus lets him understand this is me you know John chapter 4 verse 25 in the amplified version a woman said to him i know that the messiah is coming he who is called the anointed when that one comes he will tell us everything we need to know jesus said to her in verse 26 i who speak to you am he the messiah You have to understand so that when we read these verses here, we need to read them with new eyes, recognizing that Jesus is talking to us about what he wants to do for us and do with us in the earth realm. Because Jesus was appointed and anointed by God to be the deliverer of his people. Appointed and anointed. Appointed and anointed. Appointed and anointed. He, he, he is appointed and anointed. Luke 3 says to us that the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him, and the voice came forth from heaven and said, You're my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Acts 4, when they talked about him, he says, he is the one, the anointed one. He is the Christ. By the time you get to Acts 10, 38, he says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. The power of this word, is important now watch this it's important because the word is given to us both physically and spiritually so that the oppression is spoken to and the deliverance from it is physical oppression and spiritual So that when God says, I'm getting ready to make your day brighter and bring things into a new realm, what he's talking about is the physical realm and the spiritual realm. And he links them side by side in these words so that even when he talks of natural things, he speaks of them metaphorically because they also have spiritual meaning to them. Let let me, ooh, I just want to talk a little bit. Here it is, here it is. So, so that the message, the message of Jesus, that Jesus embodied out of the sacred text can be broken down into five sections. I'm, I'm, there's no, no yelling, no, no, I just need to talk for a minute. I just want to, I just got to pour this out. I want to pour out my cup today. I want to pour into you. Five sections, five sections. The first section comes at the very top of verse 18 when he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I wish um, if you heard what I just said about him saying that him, Messiah, then you understand how important the text is when the text speaks of him in first person singular. So when he's reading the text, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, he therefore is reading the text in a manner in which he's talking about himself through the text. And the way we know that he envisions himself as talking about himself as the embodiment of the text is because when he finishes reading the text out with all of the personal pronouns, me, 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 when he finishes at the end, he says, today, is fulfilled in your hearing in other words it's all about what i'm gonna do for you yes. and there are five things five five things the first of which i i like to simply call a rhapsodic revelation a rhapsodic revelation ah i know that's half a just stay with me for a moment it, it, it It is, it is this revelation of good news. It ought to make you want to move. It ought to make you get happy. It ought to make you excited. came to preach good news. I don't know about you. I just can imagine if I'm one of those Texans there on that day when that general stands up and says, you are free. And if anybody tells you otherwise, we're here to make sure they understand, we're here to guarantee you free. I could just imagine now, maybe y'all wouldn't have been in the crowd. Maybe some of y'all are the silent saints. But the rest of us, we'd have had us a showing up dance. Yeah, yeah. There'd have been some partying here. Come on here. There's a, was it cool in the gang? There's a party on honor here, a celebration that lasts throughout the years. So bring your good time and your laughter too. We're going to let this party party with you. Celebrate. Good times come on. Let me, you tell me they want. day. Yeah. You bring me some good news. And, and, and I might pull a Luther Wade and run down this aisle. You bring me some good news. You you, you have to understand, at some point, it was good news. The Lord's Spirit is upon me because he has anointed me, 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 to preach good news. Good news. To preach good news meant that, that, that this gospel, the term preach is the term curioso. It is to preach the gospel. It is the it is the evangelism of the world. It is to go forth and to share what God is saying to the world. But then not only he says it's, it's to preach good news, but it's not just to preach good news. It's to preach good news to the poor. To the poor. Now, I need to tell you, I told you it's double-lined here because it's not just good news to people that are broke. And that'd be good news. If you tell me I'm broke as a joke and you about to give me some money, that's good news. But he says, in this term here, the word poor doesn't just relate to poverty of means. It also relates to humbleness of heart. So, the poor are those that were humble enough to realize that they needed God. We live in a world now that is becoming more and more godless. They don't think they need God anymore. They don't need Jesus anymore. They got other stuff to do, and God is not on their agenda. But let me help you know right now the devil is alive because you need God in your life. You need to have a relationship with the Lord. But you got to be humble enough to recognize that all you have And all you ever will have belongs to God. I don't care how intelligent you are. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care where you live or what you're able to drive. And I thank God that you'll have the best of all of them. Ultimately, you'll still need God. Ultimately, you'll still need God. You're not going to be able to get through this world without the Lord. Because sooner or later, you'll have to look up to God and you'll have to confess, not as I will, but your will be done in me. I, I, it takes some humility. And some people live their whole lives and don't get it. And, but me, I rejoice in it. But the second thing in the text is he not only sent him to preach the gospel, the good news. But the sex says, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives. Let, 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 me, let me see if I can work with this because this is a righteous reprieve. A righteous reprieve. In other words, this is forgiveness. Forgiveness of sin. You see... What he says is, I'm getting ready to proclaim to you, those around me right now, listening to me right in this place right now, I'm proclaiming to you that God wants to pardon and forgive us. He wants to release us that we, can, we don't have to remain captives to our sins and captives to our struggles, but God wants to give us a reprieve. God wants to look at us and say, here's a second chance. You have been perfect, and by other men's and women's accounts, you don't deserve what I'm about to do for you, but I give you what you need, not what you deserve. I love you enough that I'm proclaiming freedom for the prisoners. I love you enough that I'm claiming right now healing for your body. Healing! Lord, Reverend, what do you mean healing? I mean, I, I'm proclaiming healing everything including demon possession. He says, I'm, I'm casting out devils on your behalf. I'm releasing death. I'm, I'm getting rid of everything that would block your path. I'm taking it away. I'm coming in. Cleaning up. And, and I don't know about you. Maybe Maybe you've never had any encounters with the unholy. And maybe everybody in your life is perfect, but for those who are dealing with issues and things that the enemy brings into your life to attack your existence, to attack your home, to attack your welfare, to attack your spirit. I want to tell you that the God we serve is coming through your life and that God is offering a righteous reprieve that everything the enemy has tried to oppress you with, everything he's tried to defeat you with, he's breaking every shackle and every chain. He's taking care I don't care if you bought it on yourself. If you did something that put you in that negative situation, that's why it's a righteous reprieve. It's not your righteousness but His righteousness. It's not your goodness but His goodness. It's not your faithfulness. It is His faithfulness. Yeah, and again, he says I'm bringing it in. I, I, let me. I got, I got, I got three more to get to, so I gotta hurry. Number three, number three. He says I'm offering recuperative recovery. I'm gonna let you get back what you lost. I'm going I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait a minute, Lord, what do you mean? He says, I'm going to cause recovery of sight to the blind. Let me help you here. Here in what we have is the physical and the metaphysical side by side. So he has those that are physically blind. Notice when John asks, are you the one or shall we look for another? Jesus' response to John was, tell John that the blind see, the lame walk, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. In other words, tell John that fulfillment is happening right now. So a part of fulfillment was this gift of deliverance in him that was restoring that which the enemy had taken away. But there's another angle here that he's taken with this because not only is there the issue of the physical blindness, which he speaks about in Matthew 15. So if you read Matthew 15 sometime, just do that sometime. Humor me. When you read it, you will hear him taking care of a multitude of people. Among them, he heals the blind. But if you read up a little earlier in Matthew 15, Jesus lifts up another group of blind folk. What he talks about are those that are spiritually blind. Preach wise. He says, look, he says, verse 12, Matthew 15, verse 12, Then came his disciples and said to him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? but he answered and said every plant which my father hath not planted shall be uprooted let them alone they be blind leaders of the blind and if the blind lead the blind both fall into the ditch so when he talked about blindness he talked about it as the inability to see what God was doing and what I want to tell you is that if we pray even those who can't see what God is doing right now can have the darkness lifted off of their eyes and their eyes unveiled that they may see the marvelous light of Jesus (sighs) I'm working with you two last things that I'm done for the day number four He proclaims a radical release, a radical release. Oh my God, radical release. What do you mean? Here's what he says. He says, God sent me to set free those who are oppressed, downtrodden, bruised, crushed by tragedy. God says, I'm getting ready to bless somebody who's gotten the opposite end of the blessing. I'm going to bless somebody who's been going through some stuff. Y'all ain't got me yet. God said, I'm getting ready to bless somebody who life has beaten down. I'm going to bless somebody who's been bruised and crushed by life and by tragedy and crushed by experiences God said I'm getting ready to perform a radical release into their life as I destroy the works of darkness I'm releasing healing I'm releasing miracles I'm releasing deliverance I'm releasing the breakthrough God said there's going to be a radical release I'm getting ready to bless you okay my time is almost up so let me give you this last one and I'm done for the morning the last one is in the text As the last part says I know that he's going to preach the acceptable year of the Lord the good news so, so the last one is responsible restoration Responsible Restoration. Now, I got, I got to close with this. My time is up, but I feel it in my bones. So, Reverend, what do you mean? Notice he says, this is the year of the Lord's favor. Look here, look here. Wave, wave across at like somebody tell them, it's my time. For God's favor. No, no, no. Wave somebody in the back. Tell them, it's my season. For grace and favor. It's my season. for grace and favor. (laughs) Look at this, I'm done, I'm done. You need to understand, the year of the Lord's favor implies that this dispensation of God's grace will not last forever. You need to get this, this dispensation of grace will not last forever. It's not going to last forever. It's, you don't get it. Went over your head. You gotta understand something. The good news of the kingdom of God and the old testament promise of salvation was being offered to all. In other words, God said, I'm not just getting ready to bless my Jewish brothers and sisters. I'm getting ready to bless some folk that don't look like them. Now, I'm done, y'all. Watch this. But you need to understand something. When he said the year of the Lord's favor, when we use years, we're using a measurement of time. Are y'all following me? So if I say it's a year of the Lord's favor, I'm using a measurement of time. And by our standards, it would be 365 days in the year, which means there's a beginning of the year and an ending of the year which means that if it's the season that God is offering favor, that there was a beginning of the season, then there's going to be an ending of the season. And if you ever want to get what God has for you, you need to recognize that there is a nowness of God that right now God wants to bless you RIGHT NOW! You, God bless you. Maybe there's someone who's heard the word today who received something from this truth. I want to bless God for you. If you're here and you desire to come, you can come. Give your hand to the preacher, your heart to the Lord. If you're online, I want to invite you to join us as an I member, internet member, wherever you are. Doesn't matter if you're in Connecticut or you're in Kalamazoo, Missouri, you can be a part of us. Just email us or call us right now and we will be ready to be in a communication with you and to lead you into a path towards a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I love you already and I wanna serve you and serve the Lord for you. Saints, I'm so glad you joined us today. That's the song right now. It's my season. for grace for for favor it's It's my season to reap what I have sown it's my season for grace for favor that's it. it it is my season to reap I have sown. Listen, listen, listen. You, you, I know you're in the sanctuary and those of you online, you can give today. Join us in giving. You can either give up, give by Cash App, by Givelify, or mail. Even if you're in the sanctuary today, we're not going to pass around the buckets just so you know. Just on your way out the door leave it in the, in the plate outside as you leave. Just leave your gift there. We've been trusting God for the last 18 months or so. We're not going to stop trusting God because you show up in the sanctuary. Amen. We just believe in God. You'll do what God told you to do. Do the best you can. Serve the Lord with gladness. Bring your tithes into the storehouse. There may be meat in my house. Don't forget your seed gifts for the building that God has blessed us with.